Coming to you live from Euclid, Ohio, just east of Cleveland, the mistake on the lake. This is the Throws Genius Highland Games podcast, and I'm your host, Janine Tazarzik. Today, I'm going to give you a little bit of a breakdown of my last couple games. I think I have had three since the last podcast episode that I recorded, and I will tell you, they have been some pretty good ones. Uh, three of my better games, the last two probably definitely quantitatively, I can say the the last two games were the two best that I've full games that I've ever had. So pretty exciting. So stay tuned for more. Oh my gosh, thank you all so much for joining me today, for tuning in. I really appreciate all of the listeners of the podcast. My name is Janine Tazarzik. If you don't already know, I'm an elite Highlands Games heavy athlete. Um, but if you're listening to this, you already know that. So let's get right into this. All right, so um, the last podcast episode that I pushed out was a recap of a game's Oh, Lordy, on May 22nd, that was that games that I broke down, the Brotherhood Pandemic, Panoramic, uh, two games. That was an absolute blast. Since then, I've had three more games. It was the Finger Lakes Highland Games on June 5th. Uh, June 12th was the Genesee Country Village and Museum. Uh, It was a a games there. Um, I competed there last year as well. We had a team games there last year. Um, out kind of near Rochester, New York, which was neat. My family came out to see me throw. Uh, my mom came out to see me throw on that one. And my uncle, aunt and uncle, um, and my cousin. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then, bum, bum, ba. last weekend was the Alaska Scottish Highland Games up in Palmer, Alaska. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, like, the most beautiful place I visited on Earth in Alaska. But let me, let me... We'll get to that. Let's rewind it. Let's take it back to the Finger Lakes Highland Games. So Megan McKee came down from over, down, went west from Vermont to compete in that, in her new from her new home in Vermont to come come and compete with the Buffalo Heavies crew out there um, at the Finger Lakes Games, and uh, and she won it. She did a fantastic job that games. Um, I finished second and let me see what the highlights were. I'm looking at my spreadsheet because I am a data nerd uh, and I love my numbers. I love my datas. Um, I'm trying to see what highlights were. I can rattle off some marks for you if it'll mean anything. I threw 30 feet, eight in the brain bar, 37 even and open. I remember being kind of frustrated with my stones at the beginning of the day because stones have just, stones just generally been kind of frustrating. And I kind of like, I had to like dial it back and realize, you know what, like the marks have not been what I wanted them to be in, in the stones for a long time, but I need to just chill and like not let it get in my head. So I tried to like move past that and not get frustrated with it. And then we of course went on to the heavyweight. So that was fun. Um, I threw 36, three in the heavyweight and then, um, went on to throw 69 11 and i was using the i'm playing around with a three turn lightweight hammer uh lightweight throw for distance throw i threw 69 11 but i think i 
I'm trying to remember. I think that was with the three turn. Um, and I, that was, I felt pretty, pretty good about that. I feel like my marks, my marks that have been, come, have been coming up in the, with the three turn. Um, I can talk about that at the end a little bit more too. Um, and then heavy hammer 68, 11. It's decent. Uh, light hammer 88, eight decent. Again, I get pulled in 11 o'clock on the caber. Decent. 26 on chief. Decent. I cleared 17 on Wob, which ties my PR. And I think, yep, that's the first time this season I've gone. I've cleared 17. So I'm very stoked about that. I definitely have more in me though. We maxed after I cleared 17, we maxed out the standards and it went up to like 17.3. And I am, oh God, I don't want to say it. If you know anything about the heavy athletics, you know what I'm thinking. I definitely have had adequate elevation for much more than 17 feet several times this year. Um, had some, have had some really massive pulls. And um, I think one of the things that I've realized over the last couple of games is I need to come in later. I've been coming in way too early. Um, now I don't want to say way too early. I think I've been coming in at like 14. And so I pushed it up. I came in in Alaska. I came in at 15. And I think I'm realizing like, I pretty much, unless something is really off, if I'm hurting or something, I I pretty much have 16 in the bag. Like it's pretty, pretty, pretty good clearances at 16. I mean, I cleared, I went 15 in WOB one time this year. The only time I went less than 16 feet was uh, the opener, the Tundra Games in Columbus in March. And I had not been throwing much leading up to it. But now that I'm like in the groove, I mean, I went 16, 16, 16, 6, 17, 16, and then 16, 6. So like, I feel like I maybe need to start coming in at 16 point being. And that, you know, that's interesting. Like, I that's definitely one of the, um, the strate- strategic aspects of the height events is figuring out, um, what, what height you want to come in at. And for myself, when my, um, when my technique was a little less consistent at the lower heights, I really felt like I needed to come in quite a bit lower, um, because it would take me a few throws to hit my groove. And so if I'd been sitting for a little while, it was kind of like, it was like a catch 22. If I came in, at like 12 or 13, then I would be, you know, a little bit tired. And I wasn't able to hit the higher numbers, but if I came in too late, I was definitely concerned. I don't know if it was valid or not. Definitely concerned that I would be, that I would struggle to be dialed in enough to be able to clear, to be confident enough to like clear the height, you know, cause the higher the bar gets, the less margin of error you have, you know, you can, you can peak way in front or behind the bar. Um, you know, if you're, if your wob is peaking at 16 feet, you have a good margin of error in front or behind the bar to clear it. If the bar is only at 13 feet, I don't know if this is making sense to anyone that's outside of my own head right now, but I am picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing like if your parabola goes high enough, it's not you, there's a bigger margin of error for where you can line up. Um, so that being said, my, my wob has been going much higher. Like I, I see it going well over 17 feet. I've seen that at a couple games this season, but the problem is that I'm not, I'm, I've become inconsistent with where it's going with how, how, where exactly my wob is peaking because 
I have started, my technique's been getting better. So it's going more vertical. Ah, if anybody's seen video of me throw or see me in person, like, oh my gosh, I definitely am a quad dominant athlete. And I, I tend to be very much like a back, be a very back thrower. I mean, there were some games in sheaf in the past where I would take four or five steps out from the bar, like big paces out from the bar in order to get the, my peak to line up with the bar. And that's definitely gotten a lot better. It actually was something I struggled quite a bit with at the Arnold last year because my wob was going very vertical. Something just clicked in practice that week, but it meant that I was going super vertical, but I wasn't super consistent with it. And it was a freaking 16 pound sheaf. So I struggled to really dial in where to stand to, um, in order to, to clear the bar, but that's okay. You know, you live and learn. It's about, it's all about who is the best on that day, right? In those given circumstances, everybody's got the same conditions and you just try to do, do the best that you can on that day. So all that being said, I have a games this weekend up in Hammond, uh, New York. It's the, it's a USA versus Canada challenge. And I think, think that I am probably going to come in at 16 feet. Again, unless something is really feels off. I'm yeah, like I said, I'm going to come in at I think I'm going to come in at 16. So the next podcast, I may be either saying, Hey, guys, I cleared 17, six or 18. Or I may be saying, Hey, guys, I know how I did in WAB. <laughs> games. We'll see. Oh, my goodness. All right. So anyway, so that is a really long wrap up for that Genesee country village and museum uh, games. Um, nope, that was for the Finger Lake games. <laughs> scratch that, reverse it. All right. So now moving on to June 12th, which was the games at the Genesee country village. Um, this ladies and gentlemen was the best full games I have had in my life. The way that I know this is because I have a lovely spreadsheet that I have, um, created, I created it a couple years ago. And I took the decathlon scoring formulas from NASGA and reverse engineered them so that I can, I can put my marks in and it'll calculate my decathlon scores for me. Um, and so using that, I, I also, I have a few little, I mean, simple formulas, but I can figure out my like points per my average points per event for that games. And then, you know, multiply that by nine and can calculate out if it was a full games at that rate, how many, you know, that point scoring rate, how many points would I have scored in an overall games? So I can compare one game against another. I mean, I know it's not 100% accurate because the, I scored my, the point values that I typically score, it, it varies from one event to the, the next. Like, I think like my strongest, like, you know, if you're in the women's class, not in the A, but just in women, you can score a max of 877 on Kaber. So, but Kaber's a pretty consistent thing. Other than that, though, <laughs> heavyweight is my highest point scoring event. Go figure. I, wow, I'm actually kind of surprised by that now that I look at that. But other than heavyweight for distance, my two strongest events are definitely the height events. So depending on what is included in the games, you know, whether it's my stronger events or not, 
that will skew the calculation if like if not all nine events are included. Okay, anyway, whew, I'm rambling, but I'm happy to share that. If anybody is interested, shoot me a DM or something. If you're interested in getting a copy of this uh, throws marks, a blank copy of this throws marks temp, uh, template. This can also be useful. I think we're going to use something similar to this this weekend at the Hammond Games to be able to do the team scoring, to be able to compare um, the different uh, different classes to each other, I think. I don't know. Not totally sure. Anyway, um, the, so, but this Genesee Country Village, blah, 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 blah. This, this games uh, on the, on June 12th was my highest point scoring full games. I have a games where I scored my like average, you know, points were a little bit higher, but it was the, it was that the Dayton, it was uh, October 26th in 2019. It was the Dayton indoor qualifier for the Arnold. My point average was like a little bit higher, but we only did five events <laughs> and they were Sheaf and Wob, my two strongest ones, Kaber. Also, I think I scored the, I may have had the best score on the day. So that automatically would put it at the 877. And then we did heavyweight and I did decent at heavyweight. So high scoring points for me. So I'm not, I'm discounting that one. <clears throat> uh, that was a very good games for me. Okay. Best highest point scoring total. My decathlon score for that games was like 6,600, a little over 6,600. Okay. So event by event though, I hope you guys appreciate this. So my Bramer was 29-2, so I was down a little bit. But then, but then, ladies and gents, I finally, after, oh my gosh, how long has it been? And I apologize if I'm moving closer. It's been since May 18th, 2019. That was how long I'd had the same PR in, in OpenStone. I had tied it at one games last year. But I finally broke that PR. My old PR was 40 feet 10. And I went 43 feet in open stone. And it wasn't like a dinky open stone that wasn't like at least the minimum. No, this was a little, like an actual open stone. And it was on flat ground. We're not going to talk about Hammerfield. But it was on flat ground for open stone. So like, booyah, kashakalaka. Um, I... I do not like practicing my stones. I get very frustrated because... My last like major competitive experience with the shot put when I was throwing at Ashland University, I practiced and practiced. I probably should have gone 48 feet that year. Did I? No. Most of the indoor season, for most of the indoor season until we got to the indoor GLIAX, the indoor conference championship, the best I threw was like 44 feet and change. And then literally my last round throw I managed to actually get a, a fraction of the separation between my upper and lower body. I'm a, I'm a glider. A fraction of the separation between my upper and lower body that what that I'd been able to generate in most practices. And I ended up actually getting, having a lifetime best at 30 years old in the shot put. I threw 14, 20 um, meters or like 46, seven. Um, so and then all outdoor season, I could never recapture that. And outdoor, granted, I was p focusing mostly on discus, which was my my primary event. But like, oh god, it's just shot or open stone has just been so incredibly frustrating to me because I feel like that year I put so much effort into it, and for most of the year, it just didn't pay off. It felt like it was mostly a fluke that I was able to um, throw as far as I did at the conference meet. So. I honestly, like, I have not been practicing 
stones much at all. I've been going off of the uh, the decades, <laughs> the decades of muscle memory. I say decades. Let me think. I started throwing in '95. I graduated. Yeah, decades, decades of training the shot put. Um, but one of the other throwers, Hannah Lewandowski, I apologize, Hannah, if you're listening, I don't even know if you listen to this, if you listen to this and you hear me butcher your name, I am so sorry. Um, but she, uh, she said something about like the step back drill where I'm a right-handed thrower and you line up with like you would for like a dynamic glide with your feet, even with each other in the back of the back of the box. And you step back for me, step back with the right leg, the power leg first, and then step up with the left. And and so it's like step, step into the power position and then throw. And I was like, you know what? Let me just try this. Because I've always kind of liked that drill. And I think something about like you're never in non-support. And I think something about staying grounded with the gr- <laughs> grounded with the ground, connected with the ground through the whole movement. I think something about that helps me stay better separated. That's the theory I'm going with, but I ended up throwing 43 feet, like not like a little piddly, you know, PR, like two feet, big jump. And I mean, my best to that point was like the 37 that I had hit the previous week, um, which I also hit back in May. So that was, uh, so like, that was a really good way to get the day rolling a PR on open stone. And then we went to the heavyweight for distance and, let me also add this in here. I do not think it was just a, the drill. The previous week, I don't know if it was the week before or that week. I don't, it was like within the two weeks before this game's, um, this game's that I'm talking about right now on June 10th. In June, I started working with a personal trainer and going to a powerlifting class and doing the strongman class on the Saturdays when I'm not competing. So I think I'd gotten in, I don't know if I'd even gotten in one of the power, the uh, strongman classes before then, but I'd done a couple powerlifting classes and like, I really did not anticipate how much, how quickly training that intensely was going to remind my muscles how to be strong, you know, like I've, I've had, I've maintained a decent amount of muscle mass, but you know, one of the things that weightlifting, heavy weightlifting particularly trains your body to do is it, it trains your muscle fibers. It trains those motor neurons to innervate more muscle fibers. And so, and that's why, you know, if you want to throw, do heavy things. You got to lift heavy. It's not just about like, you know, anyway, whatever, we don't need to get, I'll go down that rabbit hole right now. Because remember I, this is on a lark that I'm recording this podcast. So let me just, let me just get back into it. Anyway, point being at, at that games on the 12th, I, I didn't necessarily see the connection. So I'll circle back to this when I talk about, hopefully if I remember when I talk about the Alaska games, but I think that open stone and then especially the heavyweight for distance, that was the first time I started to get a little bit of an inkling that like, okay, things, maybe things are picking up a little bit. Maybe things are getting a little bit better. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um, because I also remember feeling like when I was warming up for heavyweight, like, huh, this the heavyweight still sucks. The 28 just, it sucks. But I remember feeling like it wasn't throwing me around as much as I remember it doing. So 
But I've had games like that before too, where like, oh, it really clicked in warmups and like, or even feels decent during the throws themselves. But like, it's like, sometimes it just feels like a fluke. Like sometimes it's on and sometimes it not. it's not. Like just something happens and you get the timing right. And that's honestly what it felt like at that games was like, oh, maybe, maybe it's just the timing. Maybe I'm just doing a better job of getting the timing right this time around. So anyway, so one data point, not enough to start to draw any conclusions yet. Uh, moving on. The, to the lightweight for distance, um, I cannot, I honestly can't remember if on all of my throws I did three turns. I think I, I think I did a couple three turns and I think I went like 70, I, yeah, I went like 72 feet and change, like 72, four maybe. Um, but like it wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't whatever. I ended up doing a couple, I think I did a couple two turns and I went 73, four, which is like, very decent. Like I've had one, two, three, four, five games this year where I've gone 73 plus in lightweight for distance. And that is like, that is, that's big for me. I'm scrolling up real quick to look. I remember I set my, I went over 70 twice at the end of 2018. And then I did it a couple times in 2019. I hit 7410 at the, um, the games in Topeka, I think, I think is where I did that. Um, and then last year, oh man, last year I hit 71 five. Oh, at the games in January down in Florida. Yeah. Cause I trained all through the winter. And then the, my next best was like 70 feet nine. So like, this has been my best season by far, my best season in the lightweight for distance. Um, I honestly, I think part of that is the weight that I've lost since last year. Um, I can't, I don't remember if I've talked about it on this podcast, but, um, last year I had, I was in like decent shape. I was in okay shape going into the season. Um, am I remembering this correctly? I think I was, oh, it was 2019. I was like in decent shape going into the season. I was like, ah, I'll let myself gain the weight. I'm not going to try to like maintain the weight and try to throw far at the same time. So I think I gained some weight. And then last year, um, I was, I mean, I think part of it also was that I was depressed. That definitely was a factor, but I also, it wasn't just like, oh, I just gained weight cause I was depressed. That was like it, there wasn't necessarily causation there, but also I'd never really said, huh, let me see, let me see what, what would happen if I let myself really gain weight? Like, see, let me see what'll happen with my body. Let's see what'll happen with my health markers and let's see what'll happen with my throws. Cause they always say like mass move moves mass. Right. And like last year I had a great year. Like my, I had some, I had very good marks. I had some very good finishes last year. Um, but then, uh, you know, over the course of about six months, um, from like October, Oh, this is what happened. I went in for a doctor's appointment in like September and some of my, I think my blood pressure was a little elevated, um, which is, you know, was not typical for me. So I was like, all right, you know, the marks have been decent, but I think I want to, that, that was like the thing I was like, if anything is off after I gain this weight, I'm going to try to drop it again. So I had gotten up to a high of like 268. Um, so and right now I'm sitting about 50 pounds less. I'm, I'm hovering right around 220, a little bit under. Um, and so I would say, 
I think part of it is the technique. Um, but I think also like when I look at the lightweight for distance, I think that I see a little bit of the impact of, uh, a little bit of improvement in speed. That's just a little bit easier to move faster. Um, and I will be honest too. Like I was concerned that losing the weight was going to have a detrimental impact on my, um, my performance in the heavyweight for distance, but also in my mind, I was thinking, you know what, I'm turning 40 in October. So like, I don't have to counter the 28 for too much longer if I really don't want to. But what I've seen these last two games is like, even with the lighter body mass that I have now compared with, you know, last year, I, you know, getting a little bit stronger, uh, definitely compensates for that. So anyway, um, so yeah, so lightweight, I went 73, four. And like I said, like 72 feet and change with the, uh, with the three turn and keep in mind two games before that, the brotherhood pandemic, I set a PR at 75, seven. So very, you know, very, very close to a PR there. Um, then the next event, then, uh, when you look at heavy hammers, I went 75, two pr baby um and i'm using blades and i was looking at this my i've gone over 71 feet five times four times this season and i you know i had been wondering like ah am i because I, I hadn't pr'd for a while this is the first time i pr'd with blades um but i was like starting to doubt like am i really are the blades or not doubt but like question like I'm really working these blades. Is it really going to pay off? And this is why I love this spreadsheet because it's so easy to get caught up in like one data point. But when I'm able to look at the spreadsheet like this and I have some like, um, I have the formatting. So I have the, the scores, the decathlon scores like color coded. So the better the number is, the greener it is. And the lower the number is, it goes red. So it's like, like traffic light gradient. Um, so I can really easily see where my highest numbers are. And I mean, my hammer marks have definitely been stronger since as, as I've gotten more accustomed to using the blades. So 75, two and heavy hammer and then light hammer, I went 91, four, which my PR is 92, four, which I, and I hit that, I think at the IHGF all American championships, I think last year, um, that was a PR. Um, and I, my PR before that was like, Oh no, I tied my P no, sorry. Correction. I went 91 four last year. Also my PR is from the capital district Scottish games in Altamont in 2019 Labor Day weekend. Um, but to go 91 four and like tie my best from the previous year. And that was a seasonal best. Like, mm, that's pretty cool. Um, then I got a, the caber was, maybe a little too easy for our class. Um, pull the 12 on that one. Um, although Haley Gao, she dominated the caber. She pulled three twelves. And I think uh, my first attempt was like an 1145 or 1215 or something. So even though my next two were 12, she got me because she was super consistent. And this ladies and gentlemen is why you never I really say like you never, never bail on a throw because I've seen it happen occasionally. Doesn't happen often more so on caber, but like even on some of the other events, if you get two athletes that tie and they go to your next best throw, like, do you want to be the person who loses out on that tie break because you fouled your other throws because you didn't want to have a sucky mark on the clipboard? Or do you want to be the person who's like, I kept all my throws and because I did that, I won the tiebreaker and I won the event, you know, whatever. Anyway, all that to say, uh, 
light hammer went very well and I am feeling better and better using the blades. I have started to feel in practices and in the meets, um, feel how to actually like pull against the boot and like actually like starting to work the ground a little bit. And I think I'm starting to see that in my distances as well. Um, and then, okay. So caber. And then I went 28 feet in sheaf. Very excited about that. And 16 feet in wob. And I was exhausted. End of the day. Yeah. Very tired. So that was that games. And then this past weekend, oh my gosh, I could go on and on about this trip. Like, and I had my son with me, he came to the game. So I like, I kind of went all out and planning like a whole vacation. And I've got some pictures that I posted on Facebook. If you're friends with me on Facebook and I posted some, I didn't post anything with my son on TikTok. Um, but you can see a few little videos that show uh, some of the scenery, some of the stuff that we did. But I'm real bad about staying on top of that. So I did like two videos and then no more. But there definitely are videos from the Highland Games there. All right. So let's start from the beginning. All right. I went uh, in Braemar Stone. I went 32-7, which is a seasonal best, not a PR. My PR is 34-2 from last year in September. I can't remember which games that was. And then uh, Open Stone, 41-1. Again, another very good Open Stone day. Heavyweight for distance, 40 feet, six and a half. Now, I, rem- I did not forget. I was going to talk about this. So the previous games, I was like, eh, maybe this is a fluke. It's just clicking. It just happens to be on. But then when I was warming up for the heavyweight at the Alaska Games uh on the 26, uh, back in, in, in blah, 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 chippa, buddha, buddha, buddha. <laughs> start that over again. When I was warming up for the, uh, the heavyweight in Alaska, again, I was like, huh, I actually feel in control of this. And I realized the work that I've been doing, even though it hasn't been like, I think I got this mindset from being involved in college as a college athlete and as a college coach. Like if you're not lifting four times a week, like your results are going to be suboptimal, but like, dude, like I have the underlying musculature. And now that my body is being reminded how to counter heavy weights, how to stabilize against, you know, strong forces. It's just, I feel like some of that stuff that has been, I spent so many years, decades in the weight room training, like it's, it's waking up again. And so I think that's kind of what's going on. Listen, I'm telling myself that we'll see, watch how I do this this weekend. Hopefully it'll go all right. Um, so yeah. Okay. It's almost two o'clock as I'm recording this. All right. Anyway. So I went 40 feet, six and a half. I was very proud about that. And then I, we rolled right into lightweight and I, wished that I had said, no, let me take a couple warm, like maybe one warm up to just like remind myself because in the past, you know, my, the footwork, um, for even if the timing is different, the footwork has been the same when I was doing two turning for heavyweight and for lightweight. And God, we took so many warm up throws the previous week, which is, I think why I was so blitzed by the time I got to wob. Um, anyway, So, but we went right into it and I was like, oh shoot, I need to remember how to do three turns. And so talking about lightweight for distance at the Alaska Highland games, my first throw, I think I just wasn't thinking. And I went that 73, seven with the three turn. And then my throws went downhill. I I don't know. My second throw was like 68 and then it was worse. It was, it was just not good. My other two throws were in the 
shitter. Um, so let's move on to a heavy hammer. I went 73, nine and a half. I think I put, I entered 9.8. That must be 9.5. I got to double check what my distance was. Um, but yeah, uh, almost 74 feet. I was very happy with that. Cause like I, I mentioned, I PR'd the previous games at 75 two. So to go 73, nine, very happy to be so close to that mark. So I've gone, like I said, I've gone my games this year. Let me rattle off my marks for heavy hammer was, so this is it's March is the first one. And then May, um, through June. So I went, uh, 64, eight, 65, four. And then I started practicing, uh, 73 feet, 71, eight and a half, 68, 11, 75, two and 73, nine and a half. So, Marks definitely have jumped up in the, for the hammer. And yeah, like I was saying, like very happy with how the blades are going. Um, similarly in light hammer, I went 91, nine and a half, which closer to my PR, a seasonal best. So very, very happy with that. And my marks for um, light hammer are kind of parallel to what I did for what I've done for heavy hammer. Um, so going back to the first games this year, 81, one, 82.5, so very close, just like my heavy hammer marks. And then a jump up to 90 feet 6, 88.8, 91.4, and 91.9.5. So I'm pretty happy with where my marks are trending right now. I feel like I have felt like I've been very, very strong. And then some things have, the hammers have hit not, I don't want to, I don't want to over exaggerate it saying it's like a plateau, but like a, they, the marks have been consistent um, and a very high level. So I feel like I'm getting close to having some kind of a breakthrough, maybe maybe having a breakthrough throw in some of the hammers. So I'm, I'm just kind of excited to see what happens with those. Um, and then on Kaber, um, my best was in 1150. And Amanda, Amanda Ford, she pulled the 12 o'clock. She killed it. She did great on the hammers too. She really, really well in the hammers and then on the Kaber as well. Um, we didn't go in this order, uh, at all. Uh, but I'm just, you know, reading off my marks in traditional order as I have them on my spreadsheet. Um, and then, uh, sheaf, I went 26 and the man, I was way over 26, but I couldn't get it dialed in for 28. And I, like, I won the event at 26. So sometimes it can be hard for me to like, once I've won an event, if I'm not, if I'm not like right up there pushing for a PR, sometimes it can be hard for me to like really dial in and focus on trying to push the, push the mark. Um, and then, especially because that was, I think that was our last event of the day as well. Um, and then on WAB, I went 16.6 and holy cow, I posted video of this today. It was sky high. Like it was probably easily 17.6. I mean, maybe higher. I don't want to over-exaggerate it, but it was, it was way over the bar. Um, and, uh, and then I took some attempts at 17 feet. And I like crashed that implement into the bar so hard, like on its way up. And this was another thing, like I just couldn't get the peak lined up quite right. Um, but overall, like very good day. My decathlon score was like within 50 points of what I scored last week for the, or the previous games, which was like my highest decathlon score other than when I, uh, for a full games. So so yeah, and I'm also a nerd. So I did like a five games running average and um, like a rolling average. And before these last two games, the strongest stretch that I had was like 
towards the end of the 2019 season. And I was, cause I was really grinding that season, but like, if I could keep this, keep, if things keep trending the way that they are right now, I'm, I'm, things are getting hot for me right now. So yeah. So looking ahead though, to this year, I don't, I'm not going to pull it up right now. I do have my meets my game schedule. Um, what I have right now of it, I do have it up on my website and Um, off the top of my head. I know, I know some of my biggest games, um, the women's world championship in September and then in like mid September 18th that weekend. Um, and then I've got a games on my birthday when I turned 40, October 24th, uh, down in Mississippi, um, in near Jackson, Mississippi. And that one, I'm just really excited, you know, to get a, an opportunity to, uh, put my hands on the, the 21 in competition. And I've definitely been practicing with it too. Cause the timing is very, it's more different than you would anticipate to go from the 28 to the 21. Um, so I'm just super excited to get a chance to see, get those mark, get that marked and see what I can do with that in competition. Um, and I think like, I, I mean, Adrian Wilson has had a phenomenal season in the master's class. She's a, I mean, if you don't know who she is, then you are not a student of the sport because she is, um, really, uh, groundbreaker for women in the Highland games, five-time world champion. I mean, she beat cancer. She's like a three-time Olympic trials qualifier in the shot put, like absolutely phenomenal athlete and a really, uh, really, you know, she's a super sweet person to everybody that she comes across. Um, she's a really great ambassador for the sport, I would say for sure. So she, but she's gone, she's gone like 21 feet with the with spinning the wob. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if we have like a standing wob world record yet for the 21. So I feel like that is something that I maybe have a decent shot at. I mean, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but that that's a goal that I have for this year is seeing how close I can come to setting or breaking a world record in the 21 pound, uh, standing wob. Um, there on my birthday, y'all heard it here first. Um, and then, uh, and then of course the master's world championships are two weeks after that in August, um, in August, <laughs> they're in November in Austin, Texas. So those are, you know, those are the big things I'm training for. So I have a lot of games. I have a decent number of games coming up. Um, I'm also starting law school next month, next month. I've been saying like, oh, it's in August. It's in August and in August. Guess what folks? Next month is August. Uh, so yeah, so, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how I'm able to balance life and work and training in law school. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm part-time. Um, but yeah, I was going to, I'll say again, we'll see. <laughs> Oh man. So there you go. So that's a little bit of breakdown of my last couple games, the three since the last episode. I, I really, I, I, I just want you all to know it is my intention to put out episodes a little more frequently. We'll see what happens. And I am, um, unrelated to the podcast. So some of you probably know me from, TikTok, like that may be where you've heard of me if you don't know of me from the games. And I, it's been really exciting to see how, um, the, the way that the platform pushes out videos 
to people who do not follow you has really, it's been a really exciting opportunity to get my Highland Games content, get Highland Games, show a woman in the Highland Games to like literally millions of people. But there are some, I don't know, some questionable things that the platform does with how it promotes or suppresses content creators, in particular, what it, how it treats creators of color and people that are neurodivergent, um, people with disabilities. So I, so the point of all that say, to be, to, point of all of that is to say that I am probably going to, I am going to be looking at migrating away from TikTok. I, I may still keep it there, but I'm looking at probably getting more active on uh, Instagram and doing more long, long form content like this on YouTube. So I am working on developing those things. And then I'm also, I am also working on uh, separate. I am also working on kicking off doing some um, virtual or online training, um, coaching. I don't want to say training. It, it'll be more, I want to do some like video breakdowns and like the one-on-one -on -one, like half hour sessions, provide some feedback. We can talk through like how to plan out training or, you know, whatever we can look at video, whatever would be most helpful. Um, I feel like that's really one of my strengths, you know, as I was a college coach for seven years and I coached youth track as well. And, um, you know, I've had some D2 all Americans in the, in the hammer and, and weight and whatnot. So like, I feel like, um, those are definitely some strengths that I can bring to the table. Um, and yeah, so that, that will be up on the website soon, hopefully. And I'm also working on some, like some shirt designs and some other stuff. So I will be for sure talking about that as it, as it gets more developed, but yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate everybody who's listening. And if you're, you know, watching here on YouTube, thanks you guys very much. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and sign off now. Um, and yeah. Oh, one other thing too. I do have, I started a, um, Highland games training discord server. So again, send me a DM if you're interested in that. And then also if you are a woman uh, athlete in the Highland games, and if you're on Facebook, look for a page called the sisterhood of Highland throwers. Oh my goodness. I'm going to get it wrong. Let me look at I'm looking it up right now. Sisterhood of Highland throwers. Yep. And it's a page. It's not a it's not a group, um, but that's a really great place for us women in the Highland Games to connect. So there you go. Uh, again, thanks so much for tuning in. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, at Janine Throws. So check me out, and I'll catch you all on the flippy flop. <laughs>